0: The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of WickDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at
1: McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participating in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.
0: Let me introduce you to another sponsor, bestever.com that is bstevr.com bestever.com is a fantasy sports simulator that uses real life data to simulate hypothetical situations for example ever wondered if dan marino could win a super bowl with a top 10 running game we all have you can do that with bestever.com let's say the dolphins are in the running for a big free agent just add them to the current team and simulate games to see how it can turn out just open a free account and start building your own story and have bestever.com spit out game stories just for you. Bestever is not only fun to use, but has many uses beyond just curiosity. Go to bestever.com. That's b s t e v rcom This show is brought to you by PrizePix. Picks. PrizePix Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league, or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code FIVE, that's F I V E, FIVE, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today.
1: Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon.
0: And we're on. Welcome to a new season of 3 Yards Per Carry. I'm afraid Arne Simon Clancy, is here. Chris Kaufman is here. And as promised about a month ago, we're going to go over the defensive roster of the Miami Dolphins. But first, another Manscaped ad. Chris, any new experiences... Have you used the ball toner? You said you you were going to attempt to use it last time. I don't
1: know if you've used it yet. Oh, of course I've used it. Okay, I used it right away. I didn't. I wasn't messing around. I wanted. I wanted the full experience. It was like being at spa. For your balls. Can,
2: can I just say, Alf? It makes me really nervous every week when you just come on and ask people about their nuts.
1: Mm. Any well, experiences.
2: Is- <laughs> any new experiences with your testicles?
1: Mm. Let's
0: talk about that. Well, I'm a purveyor of ball toner, t- toner Simon. I'd so. say you're a filth i would say you're a filthy pervert, not a purveyor. <laughs> <laughs> it is my goal to have every Dolphin fan have hairless nuts this upcoming season.
1: Mm-hmm. With your crop hmm. trimmings, <laughs> of course. Promo code. Just curious. What? I said I'm just curious. What do you do with your crop trimmings?
0: Well, I don't know. You flush them down the toilet. What? Really?
1: Or you sell them to a toupee company? Don't no, you there, there, now to you're your f- talking.
2: Glue them to your face.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, <laughs> or your head if you're like Elf. Yeah. And have and have a little bit follicly uh, some challenged follic challenges.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, five hours then. off your entire order. You can't complain. It's a great deal. All right. First of all, you know, let's get into some news. Jason Sanders extended. He's not the highest paid goal kicker in the NFL. Any problems with it? I'll go go to you first, Simon. None whatsoever. He's an absolutely elite kicker. And
2: there aren't that many of those around. Uh, It's not my money either. So uh, frankly, I'm
1: thrilled because he's the best in the business key really? point it's not our money <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> we we get so like pissed off about not us like in particular but i mean like we as dolphin fans tend to get so pissed off about various like you know signings is like oh, oh my god it's, it's like it's not our money dude <laughs> we don't know no my cash bro <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we don't have to pay the guy it's not coming out of my wallet <laughs>
0: yeah and just to be clear if you remember. Okay, 2018, the Chicago Bears had a I really good you, offense.
1: I, I, I really love how you say Chicago.
0: Like Chicago. Chicago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or is Chicago. Like Chi-town. Chimichanga, but like, you know, but but Chicago. Chicago. Well, because, you know, uh, my background, you know,
0: I'm used to saying, you know, using the word chi. Chico. Mm, that's true. You know, chico. Enchilada. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah. Unlike Simon,
1: says, sh- what, say, unlike Simon who says charade. Says <laughs> <For laughs> what, sorry? I said Unlike Simon who says charade. Charade. For what word? <laughs>
2: like
1: charades.
2: I don't say charade. You do it. <laughs> You're a fucking charade. charade sh- sh- up
1: your ass. Sh- la- sh- charlatan. Sh- <laughs>
2: charlatan sherlock sherlock (laughs) sherlock as in sherlock holmes Uh, how would you say sherlock holmes you just
1: said sherrod you just said sherrod
2: i mean i don't even know what you're talking about (laughs) sherrod this this listening to this
0: shit is a (laughs) sherrod that's the new season ladies and gentlemen (laughs) welcome (laughs) this is how it's gonna
1: be yeah this is is your first episode
2: then you're in for a shock Yes, (laughs)
1: Yes,
0: <laughs> but uh, before I was interrupted with uh, Sherrod talk, 2018 Chicago Bears. Yes, the cheat Chicago Bears, <laughs> best defense in the NFL. <laughs> no, sorry, we're, we're, the Chicago even, I Bears. I
2: genuinely don't know what's happening here.
0: <laughs> Chris is laughing because 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 I pronounce uh, Chicago, Chicago.
2: You've changed you boys.
0: Changed. Which in Spanish, by the way, if you say Chicago, means uh, uh, she took a shit.
2: What is ha- what's happening here?
1: <laughs> what is this?
2: What, what is, is this? What is an opener about for us? I thought we were talking about Jason Sanders and now we're talking about Spanish dumps. What's <laughs> happening?
0: Well, we are talking about Jason Sanders. The Chicago Bears Chicago Bears in 2018, like I said, uh, before we went into this whole,
2: but before uh, you went into it, don't bring yes us to, into
0: it. Well, you know, Chris started laughing, so I had I, I felt like I had to expound. Don't on put it. don't pin this on me. This don't is all pin, on you. Don't
1: Amazon. pin, yeah, don't pin your Latina scat film uh, fetish on me. <laughs> Jesus,
0: <laughs> but yes,
1: the I'm need to
2: have a shower before the second show.
0: <laughs> Bears had a good offense, great coaching. They were twelve and four. Cody Parkey threw all that in the toilet since we're talking about scat and flushed it. Okay? No, we,
1: we are not talking about <laughs> I've not mentioned shit.
0: Not once. You're the one that keeps bringing up scat. Meaning I don't want that to happen to my Miami Dolphins. Okay? But it's
2: happening to you. <laughs> are, are you naked at the moment,
0: Alf? No. Basketball shorts.
2: Covering yourself with excrement as you're talking to us. <laughs>
0: ball toner. Yeah.
2: Ball
1: toner. Look what you started, Manscape. Now now look where uh, we are. We're literally in the bottom only, of the toilet it's, pack. It's, Well, it's only two and a half inches away.
0: Yeah, by the way, this is this is the new and improved three yards per carry, you know. Uh we've had like a, oh a few dozen uh complaints about the well. The sound,
2: Christ, how levels. bad was the other one? If this was new, if this, new <laughs> <and pretty. laughs> this is the right? improvement,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, of course, you know, we had several dozen complaints, but we we've, we've, haven't had several tens of thousands not complain. So, well, you wait until they hear this, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, oh, no, well, you know, this the, the complaints are going to be plentiful on
1: this. Well, I mean, on the bright side, they'll hear us talking about shit not not us alf talking about shit in crystal clear tones
0: yes absolutely and we can thank zoom for that Mm -hmm. all right let's get into the the defensive roster it's only been a month since we promised we were going to do this so i guess we'll we'll start here first of all the free agents okay which we will get into in a later show but I look at them, and it's it's pretty simple. It's Devon Godshaw, Landon Roberts, Kama Grusier-Hill, Vince Beagle, Von Frazier. That's it. That's who the free agent on the defensive side of the ball, the punter is also a free agent, Matt Hawk. I say Grusier-Hill comes back, and that's it. Simon, your thoughts? I think Beagle will be back, and I think Grusier-Hill might be back.
2: I, I can't see the rest coming back. Even Matt Hawk uh, wouldn't surprise me if he, if he went um, – but, yeah, I um, I think godchild has gone. Um, I think Alandon Roberts is probably gone. Um, they just want an upgrade from there. And and Kayvon Fraser, you know, special teams captain, but, you know, I, I suspect they'll end up keeping Matt Collins for that reason. Um, and, look, it's he special teams, we know how important they are, but ultimately it's a special teams captain and Fraser Fraser's not somebody you're going to want to put in the game at any real moment to uh try and improve that defense so uh he's kind of limited on that front so I don't I don't suspect he'll be back.
1: Chris I don't think there's I, I don't see any way that um Gruger Hill is back actually um hmm. because I I just I just felt like in as as we got toward the you know the season has its own story and narrative and as we got toward the end uh, you know he was he was really taking a back seat um and and they started to do other things uh and so i I sense that they ended the season not you know not necessarily feeling it with him um vince beagle i would suspect actually would be back Hmm. i don't know if he's gonna have a great market um to be honest and so he's exactly the kind of especially if we have challenges with the the salary cap um you know, he's exactly the kind of the kind of guy that he'll be out there for a little bit, and he's not getting any phone calls. And you know, the Brock Marion treatment. You know, he, he's out there for a little bit. He's not getting any phone calls. Miami calls him up. It's like, hey, you want to do a one-year deal or something?
0: Hmm. Um,
1: and I think that he's he's right in that you know square and in, in line for that that sort of thing. Um, but Gruzier Hill, like as the season wore on, I just, I'm not sure that they were, they were good. The, the one I'm really curious about is, is Kavon Frazier, because every time, like I saw him play, he played really well, Mm -hmm. but, or I thought he did, you know, especially when they weren't asking to do things that he's not the, not necessarily the greatest at, but, um, and yet you didn't really see him that often either. Um, and it was it was almost it was almost kind of frustrating like there was a point remember when um they put uh what's his name the um the gentleman, the gentleman yeah they put him out on the field Kansas and City. um yeah and and he was he was a, a disaster for a couple of snaps right he was an
0: unmitigated um, disaster he played four snaps three touchdowns were scored on those
1: four snaps yeah i mean it was it was pretty it was pretty That's bad not good and <laughs> yeah i mean and and not all of it was on him and no, let's no, be of course let's not. be fair um but they also took him right they took him right back off the field and and had kevon frazier out there instead and he played a lot better (laughs) he wasn't giving up a touchdown every snap that's for sure (laughs) um so you know i i kind of just thought that that he was that he's good for this defense and it's like hey maybe you know maybe uh maybe there's something there but but then they just don't play him much and it's it's like oh okay never mind I guess because he really only played I mean he played sparing snaps before that you know maybe six here nine there seven there um, and he played that 24 snaps in a KC game but then it was like you know nothing and and meanwhile Kim Gruger Hill played like he played a lot of snaps in that KC game but then he was basically all but benched for the last you know for the last couple of games of the season uh, just not even, not even out there, mm. which takes us
0: right into the the
1: secondary. Obviously,
0: you know Byron Jones, Xavier Howard. It's you know it's kind of our calling card now. It's what we're we're known for in the C- in in the NFL. We have a, a good corner tandem. It's how our defense is built. Behind them, Nick Needham is a restricted
1: free agent, and we'll get into it in a exclusive rights. Exclusive rights. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, so, right, yeah. so you got to those are free. back they're yeah. they're not they're not even really free agents let's be honest yeah yeah
0: cuz you know uh, you know who's really going to like what what would you think they tender him what the highest what a second round pick
1: no yeah i don't think as an exclusive right free agent you you barely have to tender them at all mm. because yeah. you just i mean it's not even a second round pick it's it's exclusive like nobody can make an offer on him mm. and he has no choice his only choice to play in the nfl is to play for the miami dolphins if they, or um, trade they tender it or traded. Well, I mean, they, they, he'd have to sign his tender and okay. then they trade him, you know? Mm. So, I mean, basically it's not even, it's not even a free agent. It's, it's not worth considering.
0: All right. And that takes us into deeper into the cornerback the position. Noah Benagini. Okay. He got onto the field early in the season and we saw what happened there. Then they got into a rhythm once Byron Jones got back what do you foresee in 2021? And I guess I'll start with with you, Simon. Noag Benaghi. How does he get onto the field in 2021?
2: Um, I mean, I think he's been he was drafted for for the long term. I think he was drafted because there were question marks over Xavier Howard's knee mm-hmm. um, and potentially over his contract, which we're probably going to see play out actually as we move forwards. Um, you can never have too many defensive good defensive backs you know that Devonta Smith obviously said the other day that Noah was the best DB he played in all his time in college mm-hmm. there were loads of people you know um clutching their pearls and getting sand in their vaginas mm-hmm. over the fact that we uh that we drafted in the first place and you know he had a bit of trouble with Stefan Diggs the best uh route runner in the NFL you know yeah. Adams and in one-on-one on one
1: with like yeah <laughs>
2: I mean, this shit does happen to the best
1: corners in the NFL, let alone for guys like four seconds, play. too. Like yeah.
2: <laughs> so I think he's gonna end up being really, really good. Um, but it's gonna take a bit of time. I mean, he's he's a baby, he's he's the youngest player in the NFL. Um, you know, and I think he was drafted essentially as a solid kind of backup to work alongside two of the best in the business, Jones and, and Howard, and learn from them. So the dolphins feel comfortable when they move on from one of them for probably contractual reasons, but it may be for X's knees. Um, you know, does he get on the field a, a lot next year? It, it depends on what happens to the two starters. I think Nick Needham is kind of fairly well cemented in at the nickel spot, so you don't see him playing that because I think they want him to learn and be an outside corner. But he's big, he's physical, he's got he's twitchy, he's got extremely good physical traits. And I'm really bored of hearing people go, "Oh, we should have drafted so and so." We Why did we draft? Him? Why did we draft him? It's like, fuck off! You know, the, the guy's gonna be a really good player. You just gotta have a, just a modicum of patience, please. Just, just for
1: once. Well, say they should say that if, like, we're a couple of years from now and he's still nothing, he's still nothing, right? I mean, yeah, then, of course. Okay, bitch about it. That's fine. But right now, that's that's just silly. Um, I think. The misgivings that a lot of people might have also are just that after that that first bit that he was on the field and he had to come in place of Byron Jones and basically just have no help and be Byron Jones, which he's not, you know. Um, mm-hmm. After that, he just wasn't going to be on wasn't on the field much at all, um, and and so other guys were playing above him specifically specifically Needham was playing above him because. Because, uh, egg was not playing a slot. I mean, that's just, that's just reality. He wasn't, he wasn't going to play the slot. Um, so you started to see him a little bit late and later in the year against Cincinnati, but, um, you know, maybe oh, he did just a handful now. of snaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, well, Cincinnati, that was, I think I tweeted something at the time, like he was on the field and of course, you know, we saw him get dragged up and down the field by some really good receivers. But he gets on the field, and uh, and and Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, like he never went after him, like and, and he never, and in fact, he just kept going after the other guy. <laughs> it was like that's just dumb, man. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, but but he did play well. I mean, and give Noah some credit. Um, but yeah, we've we've had corners here that didn't necessarily look great. In their rookie year, I mean, Pat Sertan didn't look awesome in his rookie year. Um, you yeah, know, rookie I, I think year, that, a lot
0: of people thought that Pat Sertan was just going to be a nickel specialist
1: because that's yeah. the only place they were playing him. Yeah.
2: A lot of corners don't, and I, I think,
1: rookies. yeah, it's a really hard one to play right away, to me, especially for the youngest player. Arguably, in the NFL.
2: <laughs> yeah, to me, it's arguably the most
0: difficult position to play in the entire league. Yeah, you know, yeah. oh, right yeah, i
1: ball. I agree about that. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, well, what it surprised is. me really was the training camp. Noah Monaghan was so good that mm-hmm. in some of the live play, like the, the scrimmage that they had, he was playing outside and Byron Jones was playing in the nickel. And it looked like mm-hmm. that was something that they were going to carry into the season. You don't think that that's something that maybe can transpire this year where he does take a leap and the odd man out is Nick Needham. That Nick Needham is all of a sudden a dime guy and he's not in the slot, and Byron Jones is in the slot. Do you think that that's something that can happen, Simon? I suspect there will come a time where you cannot keep him off the
2: field, uh, and it may be that they put Jones at nickel if that's where they feel they can get value and he's comfortable. I mean, we're moving more and more and more to six or seven defensive backs on the field on almost every snap now. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you want to get those players on there. And if Noah's good enough, which I suspect he will be very, very shortly, then you're going to want to see him play because, you know, we, as we know, it's a passing league, um, you know, and you only have to look at, you know, teams around the leagues who struggle to have one decent, competent caller. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs, struggle at the cornerback position you know if they're not drafting corners this year then something's up because you know the Jarius Sneed and Charvarius Ward are not going to get it done and didn't mm. get it done so, you know there are other issues as to why the Chiefs lost but you know they struggle on the back end there are you know we've got three two really good corners with the potential of having a third and a pretty decent slot corner as well um, so I, I think he will you know it's going to be hard to keep him off the field if he pans out the way a lot of people expect him to
1: I think the ER, the the exclusive rights free agent contract for Nick Needham, because it's so it's going to be so cheap, it affords them the ability to um, the the latitude to to actually um, look at this as competition and and start getting uh, Noah onto the field you know maybe be creative with it but as you say byron jones moving inside or something like that but they can start experimenting with that and getting more serious with that because nick needham is so cheap um and so i think i I would look for that to happen next year
0: all right and let's wrap up the defensive back so we can move on um the three safeties eric rowe bobby mccain Brandon Jones, and I know there's more, but those are like the big three. Clayton Fagellum, you get we. I think we all, all three of us agree that if they can replace him, they will. He doesn't cost too much. He's a decent special teams player, but they could find him. But the three guys that saw snaps: Brandon Jones, Eric Rowe, Bobby McCain. No changes there, or do you foresee changes? I guess I'll go to Chris first.
1: Yeah, um, no, I don't see. I I really don't. I I know that they there's people that would like that, and and maybe even the Dolphins would like to add an add a body there. I'm sure, but but there's way too much talk about cutting Bobby McCain for salary cap room, and I'm not sure why. I'm I, honest, and, and listen, I was I was driving, you know, I was driving the bus for the Bobby McCain haters. Okay, I was you know, I was I was the one saying and I just don't see a guy being that small being the last line of defense and I don't see him being healthy and you know all that stuff and um and he's just he's just done really well as as what they ask him to be in this defense and I I don't why I mean okay you cut him and you save a little bit of money you've got to replace him and it's probably going to cost more than that to replace him and you're not necessarily going to get a better player because I mean Unless, unless you go out there and and get a really expensive dude, who you think is going to you know knock it out of the park, and then and then you find out that oh he plays in another defense and he doesn't look nearly as interesting. I mean that's which happens every free agency. I just don't see the point. I mean maybe they could draft about it, and we talked about Demar Hamlin. You know there's mm-hmm. there's guys that you could draft and add to the room, but why are you cutting Bobby McCain? You're losing the the field the same field value that you're getting back or maybe even more than you're getting back in in the salary cap it just doesn't make sense
0: yeah and before simon gets in here let me let me just say for years i saw and i love rashad jones uh in my opinion i don't know if he's if he belongs in the ring of honor but he got pretty damn close he was a really good player for the dolphins for a long time do you remember all of those miscommunications you used to see in the secondary up and down the field against everybody, basically? Mm-hmm. You don't see them anymore with Bobby McCain back there. Well, you didn't see him this year, you mm. that's yeah. for sure. You didn't see him this year. And I, and I guess the credit some credit has to go to Bobby McCain, and a lot of credit has to go to coaches and Brian Flores ultimately. But Simon, uh, those three, I guess the big three, the, the three guys that keep getting all the snaps – Rowe, McCain, Brandon Jones, no change. No,
2: I don't think so. I mean, you know, Chris just talked up McCain and rightfully so. I thought Eric Rowe has had back-to-back really, really solid seasons for Miami. I think he's been just really under the radar as one of the better players. Certainly better defensive players, really, in the AFC, actually. You know, and it's unfortunate that he got Burned is the wrong word because I don't think he did by Darren Waller on national television, mm. but you know, I was just, I'll take it. <laughs> well, but you know, you know, when I say, burn, he wasn't three and four yards behind him, you know, mm. chasing, you know, he got beaten. He was in perfect position or, you know, that sometimes you just got to hold your hands up. Haven't you just say, you know what? The guy made great plays I and mean, he's not an easy guy to cover. Let's be honest. Mm. Um, I am less – am i I'd be significantly more bothered if he was three or four yards behind or trading plays or not. You know, he was in great coverage. And I thought Brandon Jones had a really nice year. Um, I thought he, you know, he obviously showed that the job wasn't too big for him. And I don't think it was the rookie starter that most of us expected, actually. But I don't think he ever looked out of place particularly. He played hard all season. He, You know, he's quick. He's really fast. He attacks the box. I think he started at strong safety in the the last uh, game of the season, and Rose started at free safety. Actually, McCain was on the bench, but um, I was really impressed with Brandon Jones. Actually, I thought he was a really significant, um, or could go on to be a really significant piece moving forwards. He's just a really intelligent player. You know, um, I thought there were some issues at Texas, but you know, as Chris and I saw, you look at you see him sometimes in the slot against Jamar Chase, and you know, playing really well in coverage in that LSU game. And I thought a lot of what he did, the good stuff that he did at Texas, um, showed up throughout the season in Miami. So, yeah, I like those three. You know, there's good safeties. And I think, you know, when when you're talking about safeties for the Dolphins, I think if you are looking at draftable safeties, you've got to look at guys that could play corner, could play nickel, have played corner. So you're looking at the Javon Hollands, you're looking at the James Wigginses, you're looking at the Tariq Thompson. some of those guys who are twitchy, kind of have got corner skills, cover skills, can come down to the nickel, but can also play also play safety but I think they're happy with with what they've got I think um, it's a good it's a good group it's a really good really strong secondary all, all the way around I think
0: yeah I completely agree and and I really don't see I don't foresee any changes the changes are probably coming uh, in the bottom of the roster you know Clayton, like I said Clayton Fajellum, Nate Holly those guys even Kevin I maybe those guys have to you know maybe look elsewhere. Because as they'll probably seek to replace one of those guys with a guy who can press Bobby McCain down the road. Now, this unit, we thought it could be a disaster, and I don't think it was. I think it was one of the better units on the team, and that's the linebackers. If we're going to throw Andrew Van Ginkle in there, he was a play a minute. Jerome Baker, Calvin mm-hmm. Vanoy, I couldn't be any happier with the season that they turned in in 2020. Landa Roberts finishes the year on IR. That's an issue. The rest of the guys, you know, decent performers when they were stepped in there. I guess you can work on the depth. Calvin Munson, Sam Egwun, I think those are guys that are probably on the way out. Simon, your thoughts on the linebacking unit? Yeah,
2: again, I thought they played. I thought they played really well. Um, Baker just gets no love at all from your your average fan. No, um, when actually, you know, he's just a really solid player. Uh, he's a really intelligent player. He's never off the field, really. He's always healthy. Um, goes sideline to sideline, forwards and backwards. Uh, I thought Van Noy brought that experience, the playmaking ability. Um, and yet you could probably still see them, you know, if a, if Amika Parsons, some of those off-field issues, he ends up falling to where we are with our second first-round pick. It, you know, Zavin Collins is about the most perfect fit in the entire draft for the Dolphins. There are certainly linebackers that you could see them bringing in, um, not that they'd necessarily get on the field, but then I think Parsons and Collins, you can do so much more with than just have them play pure linebacker. Um, you know, both of them can rush the passer. Um, so it's, uh, you know, and Baker, look, Baker, when's Baker's contract? This is his final year, yes. isn't it? So, yeah, you know, and Van Noy is not getting any younger. Um, and, and, and this might be his final year in Miami as well. So I think they're probably going to start looking at that position. Um if only to bring in a guy who maybe does, you know, gets a few more snaps than Igbenogane did, but essentially is a one for the future. But you, you know, you want to take them in the first round while you can and hope that they grow into being a really special player. But overall, I thought the group was the group was excellent. I thought Alandon Roberts on his run fits and things played pretty well, especially in the second half of the season. Made a few really big plays against Arizona, uh, against Oakland uh, in short yardage goal line situations. But you obviously, you know. He is, a, he is what he is, who he was what he was, because I don't think he'll be back. He is a pure thumper. Um, you know, and there are guys like Errol Thompson of Mississippi State, if you're looking for thumpers in the in, in third day of the draft, that can come in and do that kind of job. But overall, I thought it was a solid unit. I mean, defensively overall, it's a really decent team. There's a couple of additions, yes. probably a couple of tweaks. But yeah, it's a good group. And, you know, I feel for Jerome Baker because he gets no love and gets plenty of shit and actually he's a really good player. And I, I just think the average fan doesn't see it. They don't really understand what Baker does. Um, at least I think he's just significantly better than
1: the, the, the credit he gets. I think what Baker does, that's two things. One, you know, he is I think he is legitimately good in coverage. We can say that, right? Mm. I mean yeah. and mm-hmm. uh and we know that. Um, but the other thing that he presents for you is just the speed that he has. He can he can really limit damage all over the place in that middle um you know limit damage from a guy escaping to the outside to the perimeter you know limit damage from a quarterback scrambling uh you know that that sort of stuff you don't see that in the stat line but when you wonder about why you have a successful bend don't break defense it's like it, it it's because of guys like that so um you know and Miami's defense was very much and, and has a history going back to New England with under Brian Flores and Bill Belichick. And they have a history of being a, a bend, don't break type defense. They're a situational defense. They're they're, they're not necessarily going to be great on the um on the the downs when the offense has lots of options. Right. Um but when when they can pin you in, into a predictable situation to where they know what's coming, they're they're really hard to beat. And that's what the, the Dolphins' defense was, and um, and and having a guy like uh, Jerome Baker in the middle, uh, or in the in the linebackers unit, is a really key part of that. I think so. Um, so he's he's done well. He's going to stay. Or he's going to stick around. I think they're going to extend him. Um, but the, the the issue, pressing issue, is Aland Roberts. I, I I do also believe Kyle Van was good and, and is going to stick around. I think. I don't think they brought him here he's got a close relationship with Brian Flores. They know he's a locker room guy. They know he's a a culture guy. Um, You know, he's so I I don't think he was just here for a one year rental or or maybe even just a two year rental. I'm not sure. Um, I think he's here. Uh, But the guy is a Landon Roberts and he's injured. Significant injury looked like at the end of the year. He's a free agent. Besides, it's really hard to count on him. So they're going to have to be looking at that market. Because he played, he played a lot. I mean, let's, yes. let's be honest. Um, he didn't play well in the, at the beginning of the season. Like he was, I, I thought, I thought he was really, um, you know, struggling out there for the first maybe five, six weeks, um, or four or five weeks, something like that. And, um, but then he started to really play and started making a, a lot of thumper plays like the thumper that, you know, he is. So they're going to have to replace him. I mean, that, and, and that's a, that's one of the top needs of the team. I mean, there's, there's needs like, Hey, we can't go forward unless we do this. Yeah. And, um and that's, that's one position. So they got to fit. They got to know what they're doing there. They got, uh, all I'm saying, and it's gotta be, it's not like a wait and see thing. Um, they gotta, they gotta know exactly what they're gonna do there, and there are some free agents that you know we, we'll talk about sometime later, but um, and the draft guys too. So, but yeah, that's that's the pressing issue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as far as Calvin Calvin Munson and and Sam Egwun, those are guys that you know, yeah, easily replaceable. And just like they they got here, you could get other guys to show up here and give you similar. Contributions. Now, moving on to the defensive line, I think this was something in preseason, like we thought they were a little short there. Now, I will say this, Devon Gottschalk got injured. Other than that, I thought that they were remarkably healthy. And that's luck. That's part of the luck. Okay. And that's part of the reason why they had a good defense, I think, is because they, they really didn't take a lot of bad injuries. I think they take an injury to an uh, Emmanuel Agba or even to a Zach Sealer. I think they would have felt it because there were games where Raquan Davis left because he was complaining about his shoulder. And as we saw, I believe he had, did he have surgery, Simon? Or because he was wearing a a sling. I think so. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I think they were very lucky there, which kind of tells me, you know what? I think you want to start reinforcing on the defensive line. Where would you start, Simon?
2: Probably with pass rush, frankly. You know, you look at what happened in the Super Bowl. You look at the two teams that got there. You know, both teams can get home with four. Uh, The Buccaneers, especially with JPP and Shaq Barrett. Uh, I thought Ogba had a really good year. I don't think he's got elite traits, but he just is a really, really hard worker. Um, You know, Shaq Lawson, Van Ginko, as you talked about, had a really good season. Uh, I thought Christian Wilkins really developed into a really... You know, upper echelon player um, at the position certainly in the AFC. Raekwon Davis's ceiling is so high. I mean, I think it's a question as to whether or not he will ever really reach the potential that he has. He's so physically gifted. Um, but you look at the coaching job that the Dolphins do, if he can be coached up, he could be anything he wants to be in a couple of years' time. Um, I thought Sealer had a great year. You know, Chris was all over Sealer when he was first came to the team. Um, and kudos to that. And I thought he was terrific. Didn't really see much from Jason Strobridge, uh, Benita Jones, similarly. I think, you know, depth is an issue, especially uh, if um, we get injuries. You know, if any of the main guys go down, then we're we're struggling a little bit, I think. So I suspect you'll see in what is a, a certainly a defensive tackle is what a fairly deep draft with Godshaw leaving as well. I think there'll probably be a couple of additions. You know, even you look at the free agents, Lawrence, guys, and and people like that that are going to be on the market. Um, And I I suspect the Dolphins will do a good job of hoovering up some of those, you know, third tier, maybe bottom of the second tier players. Uh, I certainly don't think we'll be in for any top tier guys. But yeah, I thought, again, overall, it's a complementary unit with some improving players, some some players on the rise when you bring in Davis, Wilkins, it's a good unit, but it needs some, it probably needs a bit more depth,
0: like I said, in case people get hurt. Yeah, it's a mile wide and an inch deep. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my favorite things. Yeah, Jonathan Ledbetter, Benito Jones, Jason Strobridge. I don't see anything. That, maybe there's something there that I haven't seen yet, but you know, I, I just haven't seen it yet. I do love what they got up front. Chris, what do they need other than just depth? Do they need a starter? Do they need to think about replacing one of these guys?
1: I do think they, they need to be thinking starter at the outside positions. Um, and they, you know, cause, cause that's the opportunity is there. That's what you have to look at is to just, just keep throwing some ideas at that position on those outside positions. Um, and see, see what you can come up with. I mean, Emmanuel Agba was one of those, you know, let's throw some ideas at it and see, see if it works out. Um, you know, see see what you can do with you know, say it. Uh, well, he he might not come. I, I don't know what his market value is going to be, but like a Trey Hendrickson or something like that, um, who I really liked coming out of the draft. You, you got to keep trying there. You really do. Um, to because it's it's very important. Simon alluded to it. The inside is is a little tougher because listen, when you play a dime as much as Miami does, and and even quarter. You know, which is seven defensive backs. Um, the guys that come off the field are those big guys up front, you -hmm. know. And because because you you got guys like Kyle Van Noy staying on the field, you got Jerome Baker staying on the field, right? Yeah. Um, and and you got like somebody like Andrew Van Ginkle coming out there too, being another pass rusher. So the guys coming off the field are are the big guys up front. So what you had, I mean, I was just looking at the snap the snaps yesterday. The Dolphins hadn't, you know, if you take the big guys, and I'm talking about Devon Gotcha and uh, and Raekwon and Zach Sealer and Christian Wilkins, Benito Jones. Um, you take those big guys, they played an average of like like one point eight six of them per snap um, this season, less than two. And so, you know, they 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 had gotcha go down injured lo- missing for the last 11 games of the season and they got better they actually got better as a defensive line when that happened mm-hmm. and they didn't skip a beat because they still had three men a three-man rotation for essentially what is a two-man position and so you know benito jones hardly ever saw the field and so like we're, we're talking about i was talking with barry jackson uh, uh, about free agency this way and it's like who's you're gonna to have to. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a tough sell to get a guy to come here, because he's gonna. You got three quality guys up front in Raquan Davis, Zach Sealer, and uh, Christian Wilkins. Three quality guys. That's a three-man rotation for a two-man position. And, and so you're gonna ask a guy to come here as a free agent, and he's gonna to be to be a fourth guy. Um, a fourth guy at a two, a fourth man in the in the two-man position. Yeah, that's not. I, I don't happen. know. I, I yeah, exactly. And so so that's gonna you know, I would really want to hoover up somebody like, like Simon said, like Lawrence guy, that'd be perfect. Absolutely perfect. But it it might also be a tough sell too. Um, You might have to get somebody that's damaged, you know, in some way, uh, or who's, you know, a a veteran who's just happy to get a job. Um, And, and I I don't mean somebody that sucks. I mean, there's going to be a lot of veterans that are just happy to get a job because there's salary cap issues with the cap deflation and and everything. Um, So, so that, that's where they have to go in the middle. But in the outsides, man, you got to keep swinging for the fences. That's that's my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, Manuel Agba, Shaq Lawson, they're good. But that's that's not all you can do there. And you got to keep trying.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I tend to agree. Uh, very Adam, quickly. Adam Simon. Butler's a
1: free agent.
2: Adam Butler's a free
0: agent as well.
2: But would he uh, come here, he's, he's like the youngest no, exactly. free
0: agent.
1: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Adam Butler, but what do you – would he come here he's, he's like the youngest he's literally i think the youngest uh free agent defensive tackle on the market and um and he's got a good history with it with new england so it's like would he come here to be fourth banana in a two-man rotation you know I, I i don't i don't know if he would to be honest
0: yeah now just to finish this up right here um simon would you consider Shaq Lawson a disappointment for what he was signed for or would you seek to replace him or are you happy going forward with him getting the snaps he gets no i think he played pretty well i mean look
2: he's not lawrence taylor i don't think anybody thought he was i thought he played pretty well within the confines of the system uh you know he's not um you know he's not jj watt he's not lawrence taylor i thought he was absolutely fine could you upgrade him absolutely but Could you also go to battle with him and be fairly comfortable that he's going to get you seven, eight sacks a season? Yeah, generally. Yeah, happy. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. And on the way out here, two names uh, that might be out. One is definitely out in the market. One is not, but looks to be Bud Dupree, JJ Watt, any interest? I'll go to you first, Simon.
2: Uh, no, I don't think so. I think Bud Dupree would be well out of our price range, as would J.J. Watt, and I suspect J.J. Watt probably will end up with Tennessee or Green Bay. I don't really think that, you know, ultimately what you're you're paying for is a sub-package pass rusher who can come in on third downs or obvious passing downs. I just think the price will be too high for for what Woody, he's worth. I mean, he's missed 32 games in the last three seasons. I just don't think the, it's buyer beware for me, so no. Russ?
0: Yes.
1: I'd put in the phone call just to see, but um, I mean, I I agree with you. In fact, he even tweeted already something like, you know, free agency is nuts or something. So Mm. he's been given his release. And so he's probably already hearing from a bunch of people and you know, that just means, okay, I'm not that interested in the guys that are going off in the first, the first 48 hours really um, in this market. Uh, And I think he's, I tend to think he's one of those. So it's it's unfortunate because I, I, lo- I love the player and I think he would fit here beautifully. But um but no, I don't think it's going to end up happening.
0: Yeah, on the way out, Chris, Matt Hawk punts for the Miami Dolphins in 2021. Yes or no? I'd say yes. Okay, Simon? I'd say no. Hmm. I'm undecided. <laughs> he was so bad against Buffalo, you know, that my knee-jerk reaction is like, yeah, get that guy out of here. But, you know, he's unbalanced. He's been a good punter why not you know why why create another hole although if we can save a couple of bucks who knows but that's it there is no more we will talk to you guys later this week
1: thanks for listening to three yards per caddy you can subscribe via itunes on podbean or your usual podcast provider